Hello, welcome friends, welcome lovers to the first episode of Entrepreneurs Verse, the daily podcast giving you an insight into the life, the times and the crimes of your fellow cohort members. Um, today we have two very special guests on the show and I think the longest form in the entire cohort, Dr. Thomas Clayson and Mark Stokes of MagDrive. Thank you. Hello, thanks very much. Um, so, what are you working on? We are working on revolutionary next-generation electric plasma thrusters for a new space age. That sounds like a big idea. What stage are you at with it? So, we're currently working on our prototypes. Um, fortunately, the coronavirus, um, even though it's closed our, our temporary office, hasn't slowed us down. Instead, we've set up electronic labs at home. So, we're still able to make progress. So still progressing with the hard science. What does that look like on a daily basis? Uh, so it, it's a very small device. It's, um, the final product will fit inside a 10 centimeter cube. So it's all desktop electronics at this point. We're not even in like a clean lab environment yet. Once you build it, what does it look like? What does MagDrive look like in you know, five years time? What's the vision? How would me as a consumer, as a, as a person that hasn't really been that up to date with, with space industry, how does that affect me in you know, five to ten years' time? You'd see all the major benefits of constellations like Starlink, which has recently been up. Uh, all the major benefits of that, like super fast remote broadband, that's much more accessible thanks to faster deployment, faster turnaround, uh, better constellation management. When MagDrive is on board all of these satellites, on board all of these constellations, satellite messaging, earth imaging, it really reaches its full potential. One of the really big problems or coming problems in space is just the sheer number of satellites up there. It's growing exponentially and like I mean, SpaceX want to put like 12,000 or something up there. It's ridiculous. And a lot of people are worried that a collision between a few of these satellites creates a million piece, pieces of debris, which is going to crash into more satellites and create more debris and eventually block out and destroy almost all of the satellites. A device such, of our, such as ours gives satellites the high amount of thrust that they require to be able to dodge other satellites and therefore avoid these collisions from happening. I mean, you guys pitched this very well. Um, has there been much you know, preparation? Has there been much forethought behind this idea? Like, How long have you been working on it for? What's, what's the origin story of, of MagDrive? Um, MagDrive, well, the original idea for a startup in space was to build satellites in orbit that are on the ground. The reason that doesn't work right now, or at least didn't when we trialed it, was because, you know, that takes an absolute shed load of money. So that was no go. Um, but um, it was really in the origins of Thomas's PhD that uh, the first concept for MagDrive came about, which was nothing less than a launch vehicle, a single stage to orbit reusable launch vehicle, which would deliver four times the payload of the Falcon 9 and put all of that to shame. Thomas, you, you got to jump in here. What are you literally for your PhD created? About uh, so my PhD was in laboratory astrophysics, which is where we try to create astrophysical events such as supernovas and stuff but in the lab on a teeny tiny scale and then through um, voodoo basically scale it up to 
you know, something which is light years across. Um, but in that PhD, I dealt with a lot of uh, plasmas and materials under extreme conditions. And um, then in a dream, actually, um, <laughs> I had this idea for a new type of um, of spacecraft, which, if if it was possible, would allow for a purely electric launch vehicle, which is extremely exciting because um, that literally is just going to blow away all the competition. So once I woke up, I did the maths and yeah, it's possible, but the technology is is not there yet. So we, me and Mark um, were working on this other um, idea for building satellites in orbit at this point. So we started talking about this and pitching it to different people and they were like, well, okay, calm the fuck down, guys. Oops, sorry, I probably can't swear. Sorry about that. <laughs> you can absolutely swear. I'm okay. very good. <laughs> and they said, like, calm the fuck down, guys. This is this is too crazy. You can't build a launch vehicle on technology which won't exist for, like, another 10, 20 years or whatever. Um, but we figured out that the technology we're working on actually scales very well, and it scales all the way from a massive um, spacecraft down to something very small that could be put on a satellite um, potentially today but well once we build it i'd like to talk now a bit about your general team dynamics and your workflow so a lot of people on the cohort are adapting to working in a remote environment probably for the first time i'd be interested to hear if you could talk a little bit about your routine um, any tools you picked up that you found useful Anything you found more difficult, anything you found easier, or just general tips and advice you found for being more productive in, in what is quite a new and, and challenging environment for a lot of people? We actually started out uh, living, we, when we started out, we were living quite far apart. So we were used to talking over the phone, uh, Skype calls, WhatsApp, etc. And it's only been very recently that we've been able to meet up in person and build a prototype together. So we're quite used to working remote from each other for sure. Um, and really using things like Google Drive, GitLab for all of our files and collaboration. Um, being isolated suits me fine. I've got a really cozy <laughs> space right here. Um, but you know, I miss, I miss going to Thomas's place because we always, we always get a pizza and then watch some TV and play Stellaris when we're done with, when we're done with work. <laughs> can't do that anymore um so could you just talk a little bit about your daily routine yeah um we start with uh like in an agile development format we'll start with a stand-up at 9 nine thirty, um outlining what we did the day before making sure that we're on track for the rest of the week or two weeks and outlining what we're doing in the day upcoming conversations and we'll make sure to allocate time for feedback or for little brainstorming we want to do. Um, for example, right now, we've split the tech and uh, business work in two, but we both have a lot of input and ideas into how that should go about. So we've got to make time for that to happen between us. Nice. Thomas, anything to add? Uh, no, no, Mark uh, covered it beautifully. Um, yeah, it was kind of interesting because um, so we've been working on the idea kind of ad hoc. Um, for a while before joining EF and EF has been really kind of like, you know, pressing launch on this rocket, right? Cause just due to the <laughs> amount of time we're able to spend on it. Um, so when we joined EF, we were very skeptical about the whole CEO and CTO split. Um, 
we were like, no, we both want to do technology and we both want to do business development. Um, but that that split is uh, is becoming a bit more apparent over time, particularly due to the remote working, which has, um, for instance, I, like I, I've I've done the majority of the prototyping over the last few weeks simply because I have all the equipment here, um, and Mark can't come here. <laughs> um, so that split is becoming a bit more apparent over over time. So interesting. And how you found the the check ins? How you found your interaction with the EF team and your entrepreneurial residents? They've been really, really good, actually. Um, we have we have Ali, Anna, and Alistair, or we call them the A team. I don't think they know that yet, but I guess they will now. Um, they've been they've been fantastic. Um, uh, on a on a tech on a on a tech level, uh, Alistair's working in a relatively similar field to us, so he's had a lot of really interesting feedback for us in terms of. You know, custom attraction when the the only thing you can really do is sell something, um, and ideas there on how to build that traction, and on the form side of things, um, the support has been really fantastic as well, actually. So big shout out to the A team there. Oh yeah. I promise this this wasn't <laughs> put in by the EF team to to fluff their story up. Um, wonderful, all good to hear. We're now going to move on to the quick fire round where I'll ask uh, a series of questions and just want a quick answer. Um, so, out of Mark and Thomas, who's read the most books? Oh, that's hard. Probably Mark. Yeah, probably me. You did gazillions of books. Huh? I did. I read a lot <laughs> of very, I read a lot of very boring books. Absolutely. <laughs> well, physics books aren't much more interesting, so don't worry. Oh no, but mine are but mine are much smaller, so I got through many more of them. There we go. <laughs> Quantity, not quality, is is the order of the day. <laughs> Humanity's degree. Um, uh, who is the better poker player? Oh shit, we haven't Ooh. played. We haven't played poker. How have we not played poker? No. We'll have to get back to you on that well, one, I guess. Probably because I'm not very good. So oh, I'm not very good either. So this is a real race to the bottom. <laughs> Unless that was a bluff. <laughs> Who has the better sense of direction? Huh. I I am pretty good at navigating. There we go. A definitive yeah. answer. It's one apiece then. One for Thomas, one for Mark. Who would win in a spicy food eating contest? Not me. Mark. No, you. What? No, I, 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 I can't eat spice. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> my, my wife is Taiwanese and she just like falls around laughing every time I try to eat something spicy. Uh, who's the best dressed? Oh, me probably mark nice okay mark <laughs> you just pipped thomas two to one although you were both very deferential to each other's skills which i guess is quite quite good quality for team dynamics um one more little fun round underrated or overrated i'm going to mention a couple of small topics and just want quickly an answer from both of you whether you think they're under or overrated remote working underrated underrated i think it's great Zoom. Overrated. Yeah. Blockchain. Overrated. Yeah, overrated blockchain. Chicken wings. Oh, underrated. Underrated. Uh, Mike Phillips's music taste. Underrated. Underrated, definitely. Revolutionary electric plasma thrusters for satellites in deep space transport. Drastically underrated. Can't agree more. <laughs> well, I think that's about all we've got time for. Um, I sure had fun. 
sure the listeners did too. Um, thank you very much for coming on. No, thank you. Yeah, thank this you. Was a great idea. What's the word they use when they like birth a ship and they smash champagne with it? I don't know. Our inaugural podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Stay safe out there.